Hello, everybody, and welcome to another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm Nick, the Bishop of the Burn, with me, as always, Gator. And we are currently recording at my palatial studio here at the Nick and Gator Studios at my office in beautiful O'Fallon, Illinois. Amen. It is it is very nice sitting inside. Nick, it's very Nick, cold Nick out. It was now. cold. I am cold. I'm in shorts and don't really care, but well, Nick, I'm is also cold. in shorts and I do care. So you drugged me along on this one. That's true. We we did our photo shoot today, which you can go back and look on the Instagrams and the socials. Yes, because <laughs> we dressed up as Walter and the dude. And let me tell you, folks, you would have thought when you walked into a bowling alley, people would recognize <laughs> Walter and the dude. But instead, we walked up to the counter and asked if somebody could take our picture. And we had five people staring at us blankly. Wondering who the hell we were. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the lady that took our picture, God love her, she could not have been more annoyed. Lots of life choices were questioned at that <laughs> moment by me, I'll admit. But you got to admit, the pictures look pretty damn good. Oh, I agree. The pictures look good. Where, did it I turn will... out better than you thought? Yes, I have to uh, um, unfortunately admit that it did turn out better I than drugged I the bishop kicking and screaming into this one, folks. It's true. He, I really did. He truly did. So I, He even wore my combat boots. Yeah, I need to get these things off. <laughs> they hurt and cut off the circulation. No, they're just, uh, it's just a little weird. Makes you feel like you're a wolf's a mask, doesn't nah, it? Just Come on. Just a little odd. A little odd. A little too manly for you? No, wearing it's the more combat just boots. wearing shoes that you've like done things in. Oh, I've I've sweat in those. That's my point. Yeah, I just yeah, I I've, feel like I'm I've, gonna get some sort of unknown fungus by the time this is over. I was gonna with. say I've spent a lot of sweaty time. in My those cheek boots. is really itchy all of a sudden. I don't know why. Oh yeah, it might be that might be that fungus they ain't identified yet. Ew. Anyway, so that being said, can I have to I have to help Nick out on this one? What being said? With that being said, yeah, I had to pull your word out of my butt there. Okay. Okay. So today we are going to be doing things a little bit different because it's cold and the hill isn't ready for us yet. The Hill Cigar Company in downtown St. Louis. Yeah, the hill. Uh, They're they still ha- working on the infrastructure for us. They have a, a room designated for us off the front porch with a nice nice furnace and everything in there. The problem is the uh, the outlet isn't quite working and operational yet. And yeah. We kind of tend to need power in order to we get everything going. So. so that being said. It's a lot being said. Yes. <laughs> More being said. Okay. So today what we're going to do is we have an interview. Nick, you want to tell us who it's with? Yes. Yeah, so I spent some time on the phone with uh, Storm Bowen. He is the CEO of Operation Cigars for Warriors. And we went right into the background of the of the of the charity and how it came about and kind of the infrastructure and what they do and how folks can get involved and everything like that. And he's a super nice guy. And we talked for quite some time. So we have a relatively lengthy interview with uh, but it Storm is Bowen coming up. Full of information. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. and it's like we talked about. We've talked about in other previous episodes. We are coming up on the holidays and. Uh, you know, the troops, the deployed troops, they do appreciate. Apparently, cigars are the number one most requested item by our uh, deployed men and women, uh, followed by premium coffee and video games. There and you go. And so we get into that in the interview. But, yeah, they're, they're working hard to make sure that, that our you know men and women are getting the, uh, the, the cigars that they're requesting. So the interview is long that Nick did, but well worth listening to. It's I true. Mean, there's a lot of info. And guys, do what you can to help here. 
um, this is a very worthwhile cause. Yes. So spending the very minuscule amount of time I did in uniform for our country, I can tell you that sacrifices are being made in a lot of cases far beyond what you realize. And, you know, if you can send a couple of sticks to these guys to help bring a little bit of home to where they are, please do it. I encourage you. Definitely. So we are going to have our ceremonial cut. And then what we're going to do is while we start the interview, we are going to actually step outside and fire up our fat bottom Bettys so as not to smoke them in Nick's office. Yes, that would be appreciated because I'm sure my landlord would have a problem with me smoking the cigar in the office. Yes. And, you know, I'm pretty sure he'd be able to tell. So. Oh, I'm pretty sure. Okay, so with that, um, we're going to go ahead and start the interview. We'll oh, hopefully we before we start the interview, I am going to give the details on the cigar. Okay, so, go ahead. This episode, we are going to be smoking the Deadwood Fat Bottom Betty, uh, manufactured by Drew Estate. For the, in honor of Day of the Dead. Well, and also in favor of our podcast brother in the, uh, of the leaf, Rob, over at Cigar Talk. Who, oh, this one's a shout out to Rob. This one's a shout out to Rob, because I know that Rob is a big fan of the Fat Bottom Betty, talks about it all the time, and I think that, you know, this was this was high time for me to go ahead and light up a Fat Bottom Betty. And so Rob's a big Rob. fan is what you're saying. He talks about it all the time. Okay. So. <laughs> but anyway, so the the Fat Bottom Betty, we are smoking the Little Robusto, and it is a USA Connecticut Broadleaf wrapper with a that's a Maduro color. It has Nicaraguan binder and filler, and... I love this cigar. I, I've had many, many of them, so I know what I'm getting myself into. I know right off the bat, you're going to get a real just shot of flavor, sweetness, and everything else. Kind of a mix of, you know, mocha and different different f- sweet flavors and also maybe a little bit of spice. But I'll tell you, this cigar, it, the other nice thing about it is that it is just a little smokehouse. I mean, it's constantly just pumping out. Tons and tons of smoke and burning, burning great. So, we are going to uh, going to go ahead and do that. So, good stuff. So we're going to go fire up our cigars. You guys sit and listen to this interview. And like I said, Nick did an outstanding job with this. We'll probably stop uh, stop the interview about halfway through. Come back, talk a little bit about the cigar. Yeah, give an update. Fire the interview back up, and then uh, we'll be back at the end. So yeah, so this is our interview with Storm Bowen. CEO of Operation Cigars for Warriors. So we are joined by Storm Bowen. He is the CEO of Operation Cigars for Warriors. Thank you very much for taking some time out of your day. It's, it's a great pleasure, Nick. I'm excited about uh, being on your podcast and then uh, your fans hearing about our charity and how we support our military. Yeah. So, so yeah. So let's just jump right into it. What is Operation Cigars for Warriors? Well, we're the first and only, truthfully, right now, 501c3 that sends the number one requested item our men and women want while they're deployed. Uh, we know this because our original treasurer, he did a three-year survey. Uh, he even broke it down to regions, and we had things uh, where we knew what was first the top 20 items. Um, basically, we try to supply the first three. The number one is cigars, and that's the only thing we have ever promised our troops. Okay. Um, the men and women have to do their part. They have to go request it. Once it's requested, then we vet them because people don't realize that not all APO addresses are U.S. service members. Some are um, contractors that are embedded. Some are other foreign services, the Canadians, the British, Albanians, whatever. Um, now, 
once that man or woman gets their their package or what we call a warrior's package, then they're free to do what they want to do with it. They can, you know, a lot of these guys will pass it out to the contractors that are embedded with them or to their, you know, British counterpart, et cetera. I thought when we started this charity, I had thought my experience in combat with cigars was a unique one, but turned to find out it was not so unique and it was happening a lot. And then what I mean by my experience is we would, especially um, I would say 2003 is when I really started noticing it um, and using it cigars uh, as a morale builder, morale booster within my teams. And I would take my rank off after a pretty bad day and, and my guys would smoke a cigar and they knew for the next two hours, they could literally say anything they wanted to say. Uh, now given most of the time they were calling me bad names, but Hey, you know, got a lot of stress off their shoulders and uh, <laughs> it was a great morale booster. And, and like I said, I thought that was an original idea and our, our me and the original treasure Ben Edmondson were talking one day and um, moving fast forward about six months. Um, I accidentally started a cigar group that, that blew up insanely, like it was called Cats, which always stood for cigar fish and all trained cells. And then from there, we we started with another organization that was actually doing this. And, the, you know, to be frank, that guy turned out to be uh, very shady. Oh. He claimed he was a Navy SEAL commander and man never even served. Oh, um, man. Yeah, luckily, we were only involved with him about six weeks, but. The neat thing about that first six weeks, I recruited uh, five others. So it was originally six of us. And uh, they loved the mission so much, they convinced me we should do it uh, on our own. And so I said, well, we got I got three conditions. One, we go hard and fast. Two, we do it by the book. And three, I don't want to be in charge. Well, I got the first two. And the third one, they, they pretty much sucked me and taken charge. <laughs> so... You know, that's how we started. It was a it was a very fun process. But one of the stories I like telling people is that we literally had no clue what the reception would be of this. And um, we knew we had about, I think at that time, about 10,000 people on cats following us and maybe 14 or 15 on Instagram. And I knew that we could use that as a platform. But we did. We had no idea. So I said, we need a first year goal. You know, it needs to be impossible, but slightly impossible. And we had no clue. We're, we're on Zoom because... All of us were all over the country, including one of them was in Afghanistan, our vice chair, our first wow. senior vice chair. And um, so we're, I just said 800 cigars to the military. And they all cussed me out. You have no idea. <laughs> There's no way where we're going to get 800 cigars. Where are we going to, where are we going to get the money to ship 800 cigars? Who, how are we going to vet these guys, et cetera, et cetera. And I said, I don't know, guys. That's why it's uh, an impossible goal. Well, the first year we shipped out 92,600 cigars. Oh my gosh. So the first month we shipped out 860 cigars. So we broke our goal the first month. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. We had no clue. It was supposed to be a one to two hour hobby kind of deal. And it very quickly overnight turned into an 80 hour a week kind of deal for all of us. You know, and that was one of the reasons they wanted me to be the CEO. I was medically, I was still in the army when we started this and I was medically retiring and, uh, everybody else works just like all the rest of our volunteers. They have full-time jobs yet. They put a lot of hours into this. Um, our chief of operation, Robert Allen, probably puts in 30 hours, 20 to 30 hours a week on top of his regular job. Peter Taro is phenomenal. He, he's, he's, he's an event coordinator for nine shops in New Jersey. And at top, he also helps out as a secondary distribution point. And he works a full time as a correction officer. So we have amazing volunteers 
again, going back to how our the standards are, so we have a little over 500 cigars, oh, 500 donation centers, not all our cigar shops. But I'd say 85, 87% of our cigar shops. So those cigar shops, once a month, they're supposed to ship out all their donations that they've collected to Robert, our chief operations down in Florida. Meanwhile, Robert's getting emails and then sending these these contacts to our military liaison officers, then turn around and vetting each one. Because, again, like I said, not all of them are, are U.S. service members and people, if you hear free cigars, they're going to try to get them. Yeah. Can't, yeah. Blame, can't blame them. I mean, um, I get it. <laughs> but, you know, one of the things we're very where somebody we want to make sure that Nick donates a cigar, it's a 99% chance it's going to hit a U.S. service member. And I say 99 because nothing's ever foolproof. I'm sure that someone's somehow gotten them before. But on a whole, they get to our U.S. service member. And there's been these great, huge clubs been developed since then. Uh, a lot of the clubs we've helped start, help you know, provide cigars for. And you know, instead of one chapter in Kabul, let's say the Taliban Cigar Club, which is a real cigar club, uh, U.S. It's, uh, U.S. Army, and they have multiple chapters all over the United States, or all over the world, excuse me. Um, and so, our first priority is make sure they're deployed in a combat zone. If they are, then we ship them. No questions asked. If they're in a long-term deployment or float, that's our second priority. So as long as we have stock, the second priority is to get the next boxes. Okay. Uh, so number two and number three item, which is funny based on what region they were during that three-year survey. It was either boutique coffee or video games. So we've probably shipped out, and I'm, and I'm making a wild guess, probably around 4,500 pounds of boutique coffee since 2012. Wow. Um, we've shipped out tons of video games. And then Zycar, all those lighters and cutters over the years that they refurbish or that they get back and then they send you a brand new one. Yeah. That are, They refurbish them and then they turn around and donate them to us. So then we can turn around and ship lighters and cutters to Very our Very cool. It's very cool. And then, you know, regular guys will walk in the store and they'll, they'll get a free lighter from an event or they'll buy one and just donate it. And they know it's going to go to the troops. I uh, get a lot of cutters. Um, and then cigar press, cigars, well, cigar press from day one. It's, there's always one cigar press and every single box has gone out the door. In the last few years, there's always been a cigar snob magazine as well. Yeah. Um, cigar press has been very generous. They put a, a three pages, donate three pages to us every single issue except for the black book at the end of the year. So every issue you get to see pictures of the troops, pictures of the donations, pictures of, you know, one or two of the events going on. So that's pretty cool that people get to see that. Um, Cigar Snob is going to be starting that shortly as well. Tobacco Business will be doing a, uh, basically an editorial column every issue, and it's going to be something a little bit different with them. Mm -hmm. uh, so we've had some pretty good um, media coverage by our industry guys. That's great. We've been in We've been in a lot of other magazines, of course. So it's been, you know, for something we thought would, you know, we'd never really would take off. It's been the, it's been regular Joe on the street, me, me and Nick that, that donated and made the, these things happen. It's been the men and women that volunteered for us that have helped made this happen. Um, you know, we've probably had 1500 volunteers over the years. And I would say there's, we've have uh, someone counted the other day. We probably have 35 to 40, that have been with us since 2012, which is just unheard of in any kind of volunteer organization. Um, you know, I, I like looking at stats and stuff. And one of the big things I, 
I read about volunteers, of course, how to keep them, uh, keep retention, et cetera, keep them motivated. And of course we have a few weaknesses, but one of the things I read was that a great volunteer is usually only going to last you 90 to 120 days. Um, and like I said, we got men and women that have been with us since 2012, which is means we're doing something right now, given that you have a lot of volunteers that it just takes something in life to change and it, and it, they can't be volunteers anymore, whether it's a new job, uh, either getting divorced, you get married, new kid, et cetera. And that's all very understandable. Um, so we're always recruiting, of course. Um, it's a fun job being an event coordinator. And we have other positions. We have people who are not very comfortable in crowds, so they, you know, they but they're very good at doing graphics. We'll so we, you know, they'll start doing graphics for us. You know, we are, like I said, we are a national military charity. And while we may be controversial since we send tobacco. One of the things I'm very proud of is that we are considered one of the most transparent uh, nonprofits in the United States. And I know this because GuideStar.org, which is, was the premier watch group, dog group of all for all nonprofits, just merged with their competitors. So literally the top two are one company now. Okay. And they're the guys that broke it in 2016 about how shady that Wounded Warriors is where only Truly, a half a penny actually gets the troops. Yeah, where yeah. 80, 84 cents was going to salaries and thirteen and a half cents was going to marketing stuff. And then, then they broke it again. How in two thousand eighteen, two thousand seventeen turned out to be the worst donation year, sixty seven million. And the only thing that really changed, they changed the two top guys' names, but nothing else really changed outside of. I'm pretty sure they stopped going to Cabo for team building exercises. Yeah, but other than that, um, but. So that's how I started learning about GuideStar. And uh, to get on there in a positive manner, it takes a lot of work. And then they have levels, bronze, silver, gold, and platinum. Okay. And then once you make platinum, you have to read, you know, every year you have to keep staying, you have to do things to stay there. We are platinum. And when we made gold, they sent us a nice email. It said only 0.5% ever make it to gold. So we literally have no idea what the, the stats are for platinum. But we know it's greater than 0.5. Yeah. And the work I had to do to go for gold to platinum, I mean, we had to do insane amount of metrics, uh, validations, all sorts of crazy stuff. But it was very cool because it actually, after, you know, even though I've been running this charity from since day one, I still learned a lot about our charity, having to dig into a lot of this stuff. Yeah. So that's a very cool thing that maybe a lot of public may not know or understand. But I'm a firm believer if you're going to donate a dollar, research your charity, research us. Make sure that everything I'm not telling you is full of shit. Um, it's, you know, it, there's a lot of companies out there that are, there's a lot of great, they may not be 501c3s, but there's a lot of great, very small military charities that are doing good things. And of course, there's some that are not doing some good things. Anyway, surely you got some great questions for me. I'm yeah. So, all ears. so going back to kind of a point that you were just talking about, um, I've heard that your organization is strictly all volunteer, that nobody's making any money, all the all the money is going to the supplies and, and the organization in terms of getting the supplies to the troops. Is that correct? Correct. We have we are hundred percent volunteers. I do give for full transparency, I give two people a small small stipend every month that are doing thirty to twenty to forty hours basically. And it's like one of them at least is doing forty almost yeah. every single week. And the stipends enough, maybe buy them a steak dinner once a month or maybe twice a month. Oh, they well, find yeah. a cheap place. So um, it's more of a thank you. And it's we we've had three in the years in the past. And one of them said, 
she begged me to turn take their stipend away. Oh man! Uh, so that was pretty cool. So that is cool. Well, and see, and it, 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 you know, I mean, they're putting in full time hours at that point, but yeah, yeah. I mean, these guys yeah. deserve minimum, minimum what, especially like let's see, one of the guys, this individual is doing jobs at any other charity, any other corporation would minimum gain fifty, fifty five thousand easily. Yeah, um, and like I said, they're getting enough to. Macy's, you know, small little thank you a month. Oh, that's great. Uh, and we're back. We uh taking a little break from our fat bottom Betty to come in and give you a little update about the cigar and just kind of check in. This is a lively cigar. It is a lively it's cigar. Like I said, it's a lot of sm- flavor. Little smokehouse. It's just it's constantly billowing out smoke. And it, you're right. It's got a lot it, of flavor. It's not been to it. too smoky for me today, though, because we're outside and there is a little. There bit of is wind. a little bit of yep. wind, so it is taking it. But under normal circumstances, this cigar just kicks out tons and tons and tons of smoke. Oh yeah, it really does. So, so we're we're doing we're doing the uh, interview today with uh, Cigars for Warriors. And again, folks, I know you're listening to it. I really encourage you think about helping these guys out because what they're doing is really important to our troops yes so that being said we're smoking the fat bottom betty you're all about the that being said today okay we're smoking the fat bottom betty today and we are doing it mainly because of its cool artwork that it's got that i believe uh you know kind of flows along with uh the day of the dead which actually runs from thursday uh october 31st this year and it ends on Saturday, November the 2nd. So we're recording on the 31st, um, and we're all dressed up in our Lebowski outfits, mm-hmm. which is kind of fun. And then uh, the podcast comes out on the 1st. So in honor of Day of the Dead, uh, we are smoking the Fat Bottom Betty. By the way, Day of the Dead is a Mexican holiday celebrated throughout Mexico by our brothers and sisters down to the south. And in particularly the uh, central and southern regions. And also by people of Mexican heritage all over. Well, there you go. It's basically a celebration. Uh, they 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 do uh, oh altars to remember the dead. They have traditional dishes that they serve for Day of the Dead, and it's basically for prayers and remembrances for friends and family that have passed on. Um, we uh, are smoking this. Uh, you know, we're smoking the Fat Bottom Betty. It's part of a, a little trifecta of cigars. You have the 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 Deadwood kind of the Alice you know too. the the ladies you've got the the you know crazy Alice and the what is it Sweet Jane Sweet Jane and Sweet Fat Jane Bottom and Betty Fat Bottom Betty and all three of the cigars they're all they're all flavored they're all infused um, but they have different flavor profiles I of the of the ones that I I've had all three and of them I prefer the Betty the most I don't know why per se it's just kind of one of those ones that it's it's preferred you know, and Drew Estate recently just announced that they're actually introducing another size to the Fat Bottom Betty. So they had the Robusto for the longest time. Very recently, I think earlier this year, they brought out the Toro. So um, like a six by 52. But then um, they just recently announced and it should be theoretically hitting stores right about now. um, A six by 60, which is, I mean, that cigar was literally built for me because it's yeah. the Fat Bottom Betty and it's in the size that I prefer and everything else. So I, I could not be happier with with getting my hands on some of those. I will say one of the things with the Bettys that you got to kind of watch, a lot of times when I've had them, even if they're humidified perfectly, the the 
when you cut them, you get a little bit of, of not, the wrapper is very, not dry, it's kind of hard to explain, but sometimes you can get a little bit of wrapper, you know, unraveling at the, at the cap. So you got to be kind of careful when you, when you cut it. And depending upon like how quickly you're smoking it and everything, your burn line may not be, may not be the best. It does have um, a closed foot. So, or at least the Robusto has a closed foot. You have to and watch that too. You have to watch that with you the closed do. foot because when you light it, the little shards of wrapper kind of come flying off and that's what can, you know, land on your clothes and give you a nice burn hole in your, in your sweatshirt or jeans or something that like ever, that. That ever happened to you, Nick? I can't confirm nor deny. Yeah. So, um, I've burned holes in my dress pants more than once with a flake of that from my cigar. Well, there you go. So, so and it, it is disconcerting. But, but I'll tell you, uh, this cigar, it's, I know some people have their whatever issues with, with infused Rob. flavored cigars and whatnot, Rob, but we're, we're looking your way, looking at your way, but I'll tell you what, I love this cigar. It's a nice change to the palate. It's, um, it is a flavor bomb and everything, but I will say the flavor does tend to subside as you know, you're smoking it down. It doesn't go away completely. But that sweetness on the cap does obviously do you, start to do deteriorate. Do you think that's because it goes you, away, or do you does your palate get used to it? What do you think it is? Well, there's a sweetness to the cap. The cap is definitely dipped in some sort of like sugar or sweetness or something they, like they that. They won't divulge that, will they? I don't know. I believe that's proprietary. I don't think they'll give those. I mean, I, yeah. I don't know, but I mean, you know, but I could be talking about my butt. You probably are, but <laughs> but they uh, they they do obviously add some sort of sweetness to the cap. And so the longer you smoke on it, yes, that does tend to dissipate. But the the sweetness to the cigar, I think there's I think that does change a little bit within the within the cigar. I think the the back half of it is maybe a little bit more chocolatey and, you know, that sort of thing than perhaps the front side where you almost get I hesitate to say like fruit, but it's like it's really intensely sweet. You're not too far off. Yeah. It's really intensely sweet in the beginning. So there you go. Well, let's jump back in. I was going to say, so we'll come back in with the second half of our interview with uh, Storm Bowen of Operation Cigars for Warriors. And then we'll come back and kind of wrap up the baddie and uh, wrap up the episode and talk about what we're doing next week. So one of the things that um, the one of the things that I always hear regarding your organization is how you guys are so important because of the law changes with the FDA and how cigar companies can no longer just donate cigars direct to the troops that they have to, they can't give away the free samples and everything. Right. So in, prior to August of 2016, we had a great nine month surge of shipping out between 40 and 45,000 cigars every single month. Um, when this happened and FDA stuff happened, it hurt us extremely bad. You can imagine so in January of 2017, we had our absolute worst month. And I say absolute worst, I mean absolute worst, including the very first month of our existence. Yeah. Uh, we shipped out 732 cigars. Oh, man. Uh, so we've had to revamp a lot of things, and it's been working. We put a lot more emphasis on uh, donation centers, a lot more emphasis on the big events, um, a lot more big events, a lot more people hearing about us that are helping us out, but um, it is definitely month to month kind of deal we do, but we're up to about twenty twenty five thousand a month. The silver lining is now I can add other things like I said, coffee, 
video games, pipes, pipe tobacco, stuff like that. Um, so, they're, you know, we try to make a silver line for everything. You know, but yeah, there are cigar companies. There's many ways loopholes to do it. And, you know, Vante, they were very generous. Uh, they're about to do their third shipment of 60,000 cigars. They, you know, they they were pretty smart. They donated quite a bit of money. And they, they got when it got the retail license and we turn around and, you know, use the same money, turn around and buy cigars. So okay. at the end of the day, it's, it's a true donation. But, you know, it doesn't break any any of the FDA regulations. Yeah. And, you know, we've had other, uh, we've had one retailer has done it a few times. Um, he called me one day and said, Hey, I, I want to donate a check for $20,000. I was like, wow, thank you. Not something you usually hear from a retailer. No, no. Um, and he said, by the way, tomorrow I got to sell for $19,998. You interested? <laughs> so, you know, that was, that was a very cool method they did and it worked great. Um, they still got, you know, since FDA and IRS don't work together, they still got the tax write off. Wow. They still got the, the, you know, the difference in the cost, et cetera. There was a lot of, I'm not a finance guy any, at any means. So that's why we, but it worked out great for them. Um, and, you know, there's been other companies done such things, but then you got companies like Drew Estate who uh, do the five barn smokers every year. And that raises a lot of money for us. Um, it keeps us essentially going every, every year. Yeah. And then you have great, great festivals like uh, Cigar Fest down in Pennsylvania. We raised almost 12,000 there. We had Cats Fest, which we raised uh, 21,000. That's our biggest fundraiser here down in Texas. That's, that's my other nightmare. We have great clubs that, you know, got the North Texas Cigar Society. You got the Misfits. You got the WHC out of Houston. WHC every single year do does one massive cigar roundup during the month of September. They have multiple, they'll do usually two to three events every single weekend, all dedicated to CFW. And each event will have two to three reps at each of those events. Then at the end of that month on Saturday evening, uh, they'll have a massive party. And they've raised on average the last two years. I know that they've done this, I think six years now. Um, the last two years have been average of 7,000 cigars and seven, seven to $10,000 in cash, which is, I want you the cash is great. I want you to think about 7,000 cigars. That's an insane amount of cigars. It really a, is. Not even a big club either. They're not even that big. Um, then you got the Leaf down in Pennsylvania. You got the Smoking Shields. Every one of their chapters um, are dedicated to CFWs as their primary charity. Uh, we've had Freemason clubs. We've had MCs, you know, from everything from the Hells Angels, Banditos, uh, Outcasts, a lot of other great MCs have done local events. Um, Arizona. We do the Sturges Arizona Bike Week, uh, so we we're, we try to be everywhere. There's no, I even did a marathon once, which was truthfully a pretty. Uh, I thought I was going to get my ass chewed out the whole time I was going to be there, but we ended up raising almost forty five hundred dollars at this marathon that I didn't even know what I was doing there. Really? So we're at the finish line and I'm smoking cigars and passing out cigars. These guys finishing their their run, and it was very <laughs> very interesting. We've had you know. Uh, bike rides that have been great but at the end of the day we are still a nickel and dime charity it's uh we've never uh, the biggest check we've ever been given is uh twenty one thousand. so typically the biggest the next biggest check we ever get is usually the ten thousand and then five and then everything else is literally raised at festivals and big events um our raffles is our biggest number one money draw um and cigar draw because every raffle we do 
you can donate cigars to get raffle tickets on top of everything. Fantastic. So um, then moving to you for a moment, um, before we get to, to some nuts and bolts questions that I have. So what has been the most rewarding part of creating and working with Cigars for Warriors? Well, you know, I, you know, I always thought I did okay in the Army doing some okay good things. Um, but I truly feel like I'm doing great things, especially when I get letters from parents, wives, the, the troops themselves. Uh, my favorite letter, you know, because I'm kind of perverse, I had a mom start out this letter. The first paragraph was basically how much he hated tobacco, all things tobacco, anything to do with tobacco. <laughs> but said, but then after that said, thank you so much for what you did for my son. He's not stopped talking about it, the experiences, what it's done for him, what it's done for his PTSD, what it's done for his stress levels. And then in this letter, a $1,000 check. Oh, wow. So that was pretty cool. And then. As you can imagine, I get burned out fairly easily, and it, you, it almost literally since day one, about the time I'm really burning out, I'll meet one, two, or three recipients that'll give me these great stories, um, great ramifications of, of the benefits of these cigars. And I, and I use the word ramification. It sounds a little bit scary and what it means, but basically, without going into too, too many details, these cigars have, have quite an important meaning to a lot of these men and women. Something that we started was only to say thank you. It wasn't like we had any great intelligence thought, well, this would be a benefit because of this and this and this. It was a simple way of saying thank you. And the simple cigar has turned out to be so much more um, as it is in all our lives. I mean, look what you're doing. Look what um, a lot of other guys in the cigar world are doing. It's meeting the people. It's the addiction of meeting these other fellow cigar smokers. It's that leaf that is brought us all together, you know, whether it doesn't matter what race you are, what religion you are, what uh, demographic, what political affiliation you are, that cigar brings us all together. The troops do the same thing. So I guess the same, I guess the two greatest benefits, uh, what's meant to me is meeting all these great people, watching their generosity, a regular blue collar guy, gal, donating money that they probably shouldn't do in the first place, but because they have so much love for our troops, has so much love for the leaf. These have been the benefits. This is what keeps me going personally. And I don't think I'm the only one. I think there's probably probably more than, you know, 90% of our volunteers feel exactly the same way because really once you meet with these volu- these recipients, it's it changes a lot of things, how you see things. You may hear it. You may hear how I say it to you verbally, what it means to these guys. Until you actually talk to them and they come to you, um, and, and excited to see you because you were part of the organization that gave them that package. You know, I, I hate saying this, but I never ran and uh, got excited about every box of toilet paper I got or, or toothpaste. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, you know, we have men and women who come back and volunteer for us. In fact, our very first recipient is da- Captain Daniel Madugo. He's one of our event coordinators in Arizona. Oh, that's um, really cool. So it's, we knew that's when I really knew we were doing something okay because like I said, I never volunteered for any toothpaste company. Yeah. Uh, you know, definitely didn't volunteer for Girl Scouts or anything like that. So um, I, hopefully I answered your question, what you were asking yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Well, and so Jeff and I, when we're talking about you guys and everything, like we sit back and, you know, we can only kind of put it in our own perspective of, 
you know, when we have a rough day at work or when we have just kind of stresses in our lives, what's great about cigars is that you can kind of sit, you can light up and either you can, you can regress inward and just kind of sit and relax and enjoy the cigar. Or if you want to be social, you can talk to the other guys and gals in the cigar lounge and kind of just BS and have a good time and be social that way too. And it, and it just kind of is a nice relaxer. And so to take that thought of just us in our normal civilian lives, I can only imagine just how much it means to somebody who's sitting over in a desert someplace, you know, worried about what's going to happen in the next 10 minutes or two hours or tomorrow and uh, what it means for, to, for them to be able to sit back and, and light up a cigar and just take a moment to just relax. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 I mean, I've, we have, we've had doctors and psychologists right behind us. Um, when I say right behind us, put their names on, on a positive uh, statement for us. And, and what's really neat is when you hear a psychologist saying, you know, this is the first line of defense for PTSD. And when you have a soldier come back and literally almost verbatimly say exactly the same thing to you, that's pretty dang neat because, uh, yeah, you can have, you know, a professional doctor say something, but them, them, them to actually say what it, what it means to these men and women when they come back, because I would have never in my own mouth ever say this is a first line of defense for PTSD. It sounds too grandiose. But at the but same time, say- I mean, PTSD is such a problem amongst our veterans. I mean, what are, what are the statistics? It's like 22 or 21 veterans, what? Per day, or we, well, we lose we lose we lose on average twenty two veterans a day for suicide. Suicide, yeah. So I mean, so you know, any little thing that can be used, and my, I mean, so my God, if if just if if all of us can just send some cigars to you guys, so you can get them to these folks, and maybe we can cut that number a little bit. I mean, well, think that's of, huge. Think of what think of what uh, the civilian world does. So a cop has a hostage negotiation or or uh, or the correctional has a bad right they, they do a thing called crisis management debriefing and that's basically you send a bunch of guys around a table and you discuss what happened and you discuss what's going through your head what's going through physiological responses why why can't i sleep right now because you got so much adrenaline pumped through you you know this is literally almost identical to what the men and women are doing when they grab a cigar without even realizing that's what they're doing yeah so they're they're getting that stuff off their shoulders without going in the dark corner somewhere and thinking about it. And you got to imagine, especially let's say, for me at least, what I really saw a lot of was in 2003 during Iraq. There were so many suicides because of the of the anticipation of bad things happening. So the mind can do really crazy things. We've had, like I said, some of these stories I could tell you. I just would feel very bizarre or. Oh yeah, no, no, no. I would tell you it would just feel very awkward saying. Yeah. But there's other been people been standing around when these men and women would tell me some of these pretty dramatic stories, and within 15 minutes I got 10 volunteers that want to do it for the rest of their lives. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's been pretty neat, and when I get these stories, that that really you know gets me mo- pumped up again. So yeah, it's been a real it's been a true pleasure, uh, and it's been a great benefit of seeing how much it actually helps. No, oh, that's and amazing. Then, and then, like I said, we're so close to getting coffee and video games being a normal staple in the boxes. And I can't wait to be able to promise them every every box will have that, especially the coffee. Can, I mean, I can't we're I feel our, we're probably 90 to 120 days out from being able to say every box instead of just cigars for warriors, every box gets cigars and boutique coffee. And that's 
pretty exciting too. That is, that um, is. Um, so, so how how do troops connect with you? How do if somebody if there if there's a troop that that is listening that that is interested in getting some cigars, how do they reach out to you and say, you know, hey, I want to I want to get put on the list? It's very simple. Like I said before, they have to do their part, and their part is they go to the website cigars for warriors dot org dot net dot com whatever dot thing you can think of i think we own now <laughs> um so they go there they put the request in and once they put the request in then we vet them and then we make sure that they're in the right place if they're in england or germany or japan or okinawa sorry guys you're not going to get anything yeah um you're probably smoking better cigars than i am <laughs> so but if you're in a you know and i while you, the united states military does not consider africa a war zone uh, I have classified as a war zone because that's a truly a shithole to go to. If you're deployed there, you're not going there for you know hunt you know doing a safari. You're going there to be in some pretty bad places. Um, so we guarantee you to send the guys in Africa. We haven't been able to do too much in Korea just because of the amount a number of troops that are there. Mm-hmm. I would love to because uh, while some guys are maybe in Seoul and are actually having a semi decent time, the majority are are in some pretty bad places, rough places, you know, sleeping in tents and mud. Um, it's either cold or it smells. So we would love to open to Korea. So that, but that comes down to having more cigars monthly, mm-hmm. um, you know, between Robert and Peter's families. Now we can get the cigars out. We just got to get them out. Pretty much. I think that uh, that's the biggest piece is that we send to the combat zones first priority, uh, including Bosnia and Kosovo. And they, even though they've been declassified as war zone, we still send their uh, Qatar, of course, anywhere in Afghanistan, anywhere in Iraq, and quite a few other places, like I said. Okay. Like, so we, do, like, we do our vetting, and, um, and sometimes there's a case-by-case. Case. Um, we've had that happen. Sadly, we can't send to anything in the, in the United States. Uh, I've done events where I'll bring cigars, but um, they've always been my personal cigars, or they may be a rep that knew, knew I was going to do something. He'll give me his personal cigars. We've gone done. We've done events at hospitals with the troops, which you know, frankly, I like because I usually have a Wonder Warrior representative there just eyeballing the hell out of me. <laughs> they don't like it, <laughs> you know. But when when you got two tables there and everybody's in a big ass line behind your table and they don't want the free shirt over there by the Wonder Warriors, that's that makes you feel pretty good, and they yeah. want to go two pictures. You know, with 50, you know, guys that are pretty injured, um, I, I, we've gone to the terminal, me and, like, say, me and Shorty Rossi have done some tours of some terminal work sections in the military hospitals, like a Bamsey, and uh, just cheer the guys up. You know, me, my philosophy channel loves talking shit to them, but the other guys are pretty nice. I I knew how it was sitting in a hospital bed for several years, so the last thing you want is, is a guy being overly nice to you. So I like to give them trash when they're sitting there laying around. So what are you laying around for? <laughs> <laughs> so it's been, that's been also, that's something that's, I never thought in a million years that anybody actually want to have me come to their, see their son in a terminal ward in the army. That's just bizarre because I, I'm the last person I'd want to see if I was there. <laughs> um, so that's been a real true honor to do stuff like that. I never take it for granted. So. Go ahead. Yeah. What's your next question? Um, well, now we're just getting into the nuts and bolts. So let's say um, how you're – I want to know how an individual can get involved in your organization and then in turn how a retailer can get involved in your organization. That's a really good question. So if you want to be a, if you want to be a volunteer in any way, shape, form, 
Um, you know, there's, you can go to the website. There's an email. I think it's called admin at cigarswarriors.net or yeah, .net. Or if you just want to do it directly, our vice chair of staff development, his name is Richard DeFay, D-E-F-A-Y. Um, you can get a hold to him through, get a hold of him through Facebook email. His email is Richard Defay, D-E-F-A-Y at cigarsforwarriors.net. In, in fact, all our volunteers is first name followed by period last name with extension cigarsforwarriors.net. And then he'll do an interview because we are a 501c3. We do an interview with every single one and we do a um, s- small vetting. I wouldn't say small, but medium vetting. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they have to do an application. While the application looks um, intense because it's six pages long, it's not that big a deal. It's a lot, a lot of it just big blanks to tell me your thoughts. You know, I want to know why you want to be it. There is no such thing. I mean, there's, I haven't not hired anybody for motivation. I think that motives are great. They inspire you to be it. If, it, if it's because you want to grow your resume, hey, more power to you. I mean, I don't, I have a lot of people say, that's not what I want to do it. I want to just support the troops. Well, yes, but there's always a secondary motivation. I like this. I like men and women having that secondary motivation because working in a charity can only take you so far. Having the motivations keeps you there. It keeps you motivated. Yeah. Um, so that's how you become a volunteer. If you want to be in a, a donation center, same thing. Go to our website, put a request in. Um, there's also a phone list there. You can actually call Richard DeFay. Most likely end up reaching a message machine. Um, you call myself. And then as a donation center, it's exactly the same thing, except instead of Richard, ours is Melissa Ford. So it's Melissa.Ford. Um, again, you can talk to her on the phone. Our board secretary is Danielle Lombardi, and she can get you to anybody. She can actually help you with 90% of everything anyway. Uh, she's phenomenal. She's all over the place doing things for us. So those are the main ways of doing it. Like I said, there's also a phone way to call us. Uh, anytime you ever want to just call one of the board of directors, we're all listed on there. Everything from our CFO, if you need to get a tax receipt, because everything you donate is a tax deductible. Yeah, and that's some, and I and, and I I love when guys say that's not why I'm donating. I said, well, yeah, but why are you going to give the government even more money than you have to? <laughs> that's <laughs> you know, for sure. So, do it legal, but but don't just don't give away a free advantage. And <laughs> and like I said, the donations I love because man, I I have a true passion that all I consider all our donation centers and our manufacturers and our clubs and all these guys as partners of ours. And I want our partners to always come out ahead more than we do. And everyone, I'm going to tell you, that's not why we do this. At the end of the day, if Cigars for Warriors is helping you grow, making you a lot more money, that's a good thing because you're going to be growing bigger and you're going to stay motivated, keep supporting us, and our donations grow. So it's a nice quid pro quo. Yeah. Um, it's, it's not a dirty word that people like to make it out. Make money off of us. We want you to. Because if you're making money off of us, we're making good donations. It's that simple. You should never feel guilty about doing business. You got to feed your family, feed them, be proud of it. Anyway, sorry, I get on a tangent sometime about that. No, you're fine. So, the last thing I wanted to touch on is uh, Jeff and I have been talking a lot about how we're, we're coming into the holiday time and everything like that. So, if folks are listening to this and they're they're motivated to, to either run out and buy a box of cigars or some or some singles, or maybe they've got some in their humidor that that um, they want to pack up and send to you. What is the turnaround time? Can folks get stuff to you now 
that will then turn around and get to the troops for entire Yeah, for the we're we're looking at we're looking at a normal two week turnaround. Perfect. And so, you know, literally you can go all the way up to if you're trying to get them there for, you know, Christmas and New Year's, even if you give them to us at New Year's, these guys are excited they get something like two weeks after. I mean, I well, I, remember yeah. a, I remember getting a Christmas box of Girl Scout cookies, which, you know, truthfully is not my favorite thing, but <laughs> the <laughs> fact that I got a box in my hand was pretty cool and it was it was in February for Christmas. Yeah. So, but we do, we try to do extra as we have them um, during the holidays instead of our, you know, we have, we have to take our stock in account and that's how we decide how many cigars go in every box every month. It's usually between 25 and 30, which is a lot. It used to be a little bit more, but like I said, now we have the ability to put coffee and other stuff. Something um, we haven't talked about, I'm very excited to announce, yeah. is that in July 23rd, we just shipped out our one million cigar. Wow, that's amazing. So, and I, you know, a lot of people until they hear that they think, okay, this is a nice little mom and pops program going on, pretty cool. I'll send a dollar or two. And I to understand that, that, you know, while we are very much a grassroots and volunteer only, um, we are national. In fact, we got a big coordinator in Guam. Uh, we got guys in Japan to help out as much as they can. So it's definitely a big thing. We 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 are definitely short of volunteers um our biggest weakness i'm always very uh, blunt about is we don't have that midline supervisor so it's sometimes very hard to have that life that lifeline and we're that's one of our biggest weaknesses that is not being able to call nick how you doing nick but nick calling us is works great yeah, uh, yeah. so you know we recognize that so and the reason i bring that up because if you're ever interested in, and you don't like being around crowds but you like being on a phone you like doing a little bit of uh, paperwork, not very much, but you know, please call me. We're looking for that midline supervisor. You can be a supervisor for a national military charity, uh, but it's extremely important because that's in a day that's a big retention issue is is having that because Nick maybe have all the gumption in the world to do it, but if he doesn't feel very confident and his first couple events don't go, you know, sp- you know, smashingly, he may lose that confidence and then and. Until we know that, we don't know, and he steps down without telling anybody. Yeah, just kind of so, fade away. Yeah. Yeah, and that happens, and that's normal, but we always say, please just tell us. You're not going to hurt our feelings. You know, just it helps us know where we have our holes in. Um, but we are definitely always looking for volunteers, and if you have something that's very creative that's um, not the norm, man, I've, <laughs> you wouldn't be the first one I've created a whole position for. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm really good at writing bylaws. And, you know, we have a lot of podcasts that, you know, usually during their breaks at the end, they'll, they'll bring up something about CFW. Um, we do have what I'm pretty excited is we've been working on it for a while. It's, as you can imagine, it's kind of slow moving, but we're trying to rebuild the whole organization to a program called the Patriot Initiative Program. And underneath that, we'll have all our individual programs. For example, working on our clubs. And I just did a contest to see, try to find some cool names for our clubs. Because right now, our social clubs, we just call them donation centers, which our clubs are doing so much more than the more normal donation centers do. So I wanted to give them a little bit better recognition. And then the thing we're having the most excitement about building is called the Calvary program. It's basically our supporter program where you can get you can get ranked by doing certain things. Um, we're working on that. And then our hopefully Naga Wood, we're building a as of about two weeks ago, we're building a progressive web app. And a lot of these programs will be in there where we can you can earn points and do just earn points and to support the troops. Fantastic. Uh, 
so at least, you know, we got a lot of things in a, in a pipeline. But again, as we said, we're 100% volunteers. So what may take, you know, Nick, the professional a uh, month to do, it takes us six months. <laughs> yeah, because you got to fit it into everybody's time. Right. Yeah. Well, Storm, thank you very much for taking some time to talk to us. I really appreciate all your time and, and your efforts and everything to support our fighting men and women and provide them with the uh, cigars that, they, that they're requesting. Well, Nick, it's been a true honor to talk to you guys and, and to all your uh, listeners. I'm um, excited about see uh, listen to it myself. I'm a big fan of y'all, y'all guys, and I can't wait to see y'all keep growing and growing. Um, I really enjoyed listening to your past interviews. Uh, y'all are great guys, and uh, appreciate all your support for our military. I mean, in the, the day, that's what it's all about for me, at least, is that belief and that and taking care of men and women uh, that support us overseas. Wow. You know, of course, there's all the political issues that are going on, and we've had a lot of good work in that direction as well. When, as you were talking about earlier, with the FDA stuff, so. Yeah. Don't ever hesitate to tell your congressmen that they need to support the bills that are supporting cigars for wars. We have two of them out there. And uh, that's all I have to really say, but thank you. No, thank you. So that was our interview with Storm Bowen of Operation Cigars for Warriors. He was a fantastic guy. Nice I job, really, Nick. really enjoyed talking with him. He, Like I said, he, he seems like a guy who's genuinely in it not for any sort of accolades or any sort of uh, gain for himself other than just the reward of knowing that he's helping out his fellow uh, fellow men and women in the armed forces. Well, it's such a worthwhile cause. It is. And it's one of those things that anyone in the audience, I not only encourage you, but I encourage you to tell your friends. Tell your, tell your buddies that you sit with at the uh, different cigar lounges that you go to. Let people know about this cause, because if they don't, they need to. And I think the more people that know about it, the more help they're going to get, and the more of our men and women in uniform are going to be able to get a little piece of home. Well, and I'll tell you, folks, um, it's real easy for your lounge to become a donation center. Um, all either they, they, all they have to do is go to cigarsforwarriors.org, and they can uh, look on there and figure out how to become a donation center. Um, if you want to personally make a donation, let's say maybe your cigar lounge for whatever reason, um, doesn't either doesn't want to become a donation center or, or maybe that's going to take a little bit of time or whatever. And you're wanting to get something put together quickly in time for the holidays. You know, you can, you can just do a donation kind of site yourself and collect up cigars or just go through your own humidor. If you're anything like me, you've got some cigars sitting around that you've either been given, you've bought, whatever, and for whatever reason you've decided, I don't want these or not not that they're garbage, but that they're just maybe not hitting your palate the way you want them to. Or maybe you've just got extras or something like that that you're willing to to donate and, and give up. And, I mean, put a box together. Um, one thing Storm did ask me to do is... Um, give out the donation mailing address he did he did forget when we were when we were recording to give out the donation mailing address it is available on operation cigars for warriors website again cigarsforwarriors.org but um for the purposes of this podcast it's uh you can mail all of your donations through usps to cigars for warriors hq and that's 8585 state road 200 Unit number 16, 
and that's in Ocala, O-C-A-L-A, Florida, zip code 34481. That's awesome. Yeah. So let's hit our uh, sponsor real quick. So we have partnered with uh, MyMonthlyCigars.com. MyMonthlyCigars.com is a subscription, a monthly subscription service where you can get premium cigars sent to you through the mail in uh, packages that either come two cigars for $20, four cigars for $30. Or let me guess, eight. Or eight, eight for cigars. 50 And as I like to point out, that's a good deal for you and a buddy to split. Hoard them. And Jeff They're all yours. To them, so. They're all yours. Because with the eight cigars, you get two of each of the ones uh, that are in the 40 You know what? All you're going to do if the, you're handing out cigars box. is you're going to create hangers on. You, yeah. you don't need leeches in I your know, life. I know. Smoke your own cigars. H- hence what you're doing here. <laughs> I, I said to you, hey, I'll get you cigars. And you're like, bro, I'll, I'll co-host. Yeah, Why I'll not? come on to <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm smoking a free Fat Bottom Betty. I can't uh, complain. There you go. So... So anyway, so you go to MyMonthlyCigars.com, you sign up for the subscription box, and in checkout, you use offer code PULPIT. P-U-L-P-I-T. God, you went too quick. And you can get yourself either a discount on the shipping of your first box or uh, a discount in their store. They do have a couple of other items in their, in their store other than the subscription boxes that they sell. And what's, what we always like to point out is what's really nice about the subscription boxes is you get a couple of cigars that maybe you're not familiar with and maybe um, are brands that you're not familiar with or something like that, and you can try them. And then if you find one that you really, really enjoy, all you got to do is just go to your brick and mortar and say, hey, I had this cigar. I really like it. Can you guys order more of them to get them in? And then at that point... Your brick and mortar is uh, getting some business out of it. You're getting cigars that you like, and everybody wins. Amen. So, Nick, I hope I've been okay here because I don't really know which microphone to speak into. You have all this the is, microphones. Yeah, I, I, I hope this has been okay on my end. You have the, all the microphones. The studio has really got me confused in your today. face. It's just yeah. outrageous how many. <laughs> I mean, well. Cause like he, I'm in the glory hole. Oh, my God. <laughs> Um, Boy, I bet people are glad they held on for that. Oh, my. Well, you know what? We were way too serious this episode for you to not get something (laughs) stupid like that in there. No, see, Jeff is pointing out that, again, we're in the studio in my office, so I have a table with four stationary microphone stations. And for some reason, almost all of them are right in front of me. Yeah, I don't know how you ended up (laughs) positioning yourself there, but... um, Typically, when Jeff and I are doing this, we're using the board, but we're, we've got headset mics that I, you know, that way we can be out on the deck and whatever else. And we're using those today because we're used to those. Yeah. But yet, well, it's really funny because when I first sat down, I put the headset mic on, didn't think anything of it, and literally started talking into one of the uh, boom mics. And Nick's like, "You've already got a mic on." I'm like, oh. Oh yeah. So it was a little embarrassing, but you know, yeah. you can see my confusion. They're everywhere. There are microphones everywhere. Tuesdays with. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's the first reference on the show of that. But anyway. And we can't finish that statement. And guys, if you heard it, you'd laugh if you knew. But we're just going to leave it at that. So, Jeff, final thoughts on the Fat Bottom Betty? Good smoke. Uh, It's always a good smoke. I like this cigar. I will say, it's one of those deals where I can't smoke this cigar all the time. And it's one of no, one of the things right. that really I don't understand about the ban on flavored tobaccos. 
I get the ban. I actually do. I get the ban on the e-cigarettes, the flavored tobaccos with that. You know, or not even tobaccos. I'm sorry. The flavored nicotine delivery devices. Yeah. But I don't understand the ban on the sweet cigars because it's not like I'm going to sit and smoke fat, fat, fat bottom Bettys all day long. I'm just not going to do it. Well, you know what? It's funny you bring that up because our next episode, which will come out on Tuesday, November 5th, our <laughs> next episode that comes out on Tuesday, November 5th, I uh, conducted an interview with a lawyer who specializes in FDA regulations as they pertain to premium cigars. So we have Frank Herrera, who is an expert in this field, coming on to talk to us about the changes that the FDA has implemented and what it means for our favorite um, cigar manufacturers and, in turn, what it means for all of us as consumers coming up here soon because i mean this this is all going to impact us and it may very well result in some of your favorite cigars not being able to be sold um come mid next year exactly and and again that's that's the thing i can smoke a fat bottom betty or you know any of the any of the acids or whatever those cigars are occasionally i'm not going to sit and smoke them all the time it's too much yeah yeah you so know, they're a nice they're a nice treat now and then. So yeah, so we're gonna get a legal update from Frank Carrera in our next episode, and we are also going to be smoking a cigar that I have learned to enjoy here, and I don't know if Jeff has encountered yet. Swisher Sweet? No, okay. no, no, no. So as you recall, last episode Jeff and I did the whole like, what are we gonna smoke next week? And we both talked over each other and said two things. It was funny. I, went, I stand by it. I went ahead and acquiesced and and agreed to the Fat Bottom Betty. However, Stay of the Dead. This time uh, we're gonna go with the Roma Craft Neanderthal. Ooh. Yes. Okay. It's our first Roma Craft cigar on the podcast and. I really like the Roma Craft cigars, so okay. I'm hoping that, that Jeff agrees with me on this. This this is a newbie for me. It is. So, so yeah, so next week we'll be discussing uh, FDA law with Frank Herrera and having a Roma Craft Neanderthal. Good times, Nick. I mean, when you're talking about Congress and government, Neanderthal, Neanderthal is very apt. You're so. exactly <laughs> right. Well, listen, hey, seriously, and I mean this, dude, nice interview and a lot of good information. Folks, Please, please, please support Cigars for Warriors. Yes, definitely. And make sure, before you send your box off to Cigars for Warriors, take a picture, throw it up on Instagram, tag us, The Cigar Pulpit, on Instagram, and then and share with us that you're, you're supporting the troops. We'll love it. We'll send you stickers as, as a nice reward. Awesome. So, and if you're also on other social media, we're also available on Facebook and Twitter. We have our YouTube channel, The Cigar Pulpit. And then we have um, the email. Oh, yeah. I just locked up. Um, <laughs> like, did Nick have an aneurysm? Nick, what just happened Nick there? just locked the hell up. <laughs> yes, you can email I'm me. I'm just going to lock the door at his office and go home. It, I'm, I, I wasn't never here. I was just staring out into space, man. Um, yeah, you can email <laughs> I'll me. I'll give at, you a couple of chest compressions, but then I'm leaving. <sighs> email me at nick at cigarpulpit.com. I'm not breathing into your mouth. I, know I don't. I know where it's been. My mouth's not the one that needs to be concerned here. It's <laughs> yours. That's. Wouldn't a, that be a nightmare for you to wake up with me giving you mouth to mouth? Oh, you have no idea. No idea at all. <laughs> so, well, folks, this has been another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. Love you guys. I'm Nick. That was Gator. And we'll see you next time. Thank you and stay smoky.